the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, everybody. Talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, um... Let's talk current market situations. Let's pull up some maps and see where we stand as far as the markets go. Um, If you learned anything at this point in time, you've probably learned things like rebalancing and long-term and be patient. And you've also learned that the short-term during the summer could be kind of dry as far as information goes. So don't be shy today, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Let's see. I think this is probably worth bringing up. Yesterday, um, we had one of those kind of like waffly kind of summer days. Today, we're starting in the negative, going towards the positive. The S&P 500 is up one. The Dow is up six. The NASDAQ up 14. Coca-Cola is pretty active. Bank of America, Apple, all pushing slightly higher. We'll talk about this and much, much more as the day goes on. So headlines can always be found to, like, rationalize the stock market, and that's one of the reasons I hate doing headlines. Because I don't want you living and dying in them, per se, when stocks were down early, it was because of geopolitical concerns, never mind that oil prices and the 10-year Treasury note were little changed at the time of such reports. When they were up late, it was because of better-than-expected economic data, never mind that nothing had changed on the geopolitical front. And so we read this morning the headlines, and most of them are tied towards Iraq concerns. There's a geopolitical event kind of happening again there. European markets have traded mostly higher because Wall Street managed to trade higher. Um, What's interesting to kind of note about that is 
earlier in the year we had geopolitical concerns on the Ukraine, and I, I suppose we still do. And yet, not a lot of people are talking about it, right? Not now, as we've let that kind of pass and move on. So, some of the economic data out, and this is a pretty big week on economic data. Um, For summertime, it's, again, it's going to be slightly exaggerated. So, starts for homes fell 6.5% in May to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of about 1 million. Single-family starts declined 5.9%. Building permits, which are indicator of the future, down to about 6.4%. Permits increased 3.7% overall for single-family starts. Um, so there's mixed data inside the economic data. Um, I would say it's probably less than expected on housing, but we're starting to expect that. We're expecting kind of expecting a slowdown. The CPI, Consumer Price Inflation Report, caught the attention of the Treasury market. CPI, which is inflationary, consumer prices, rose four-tenths of a percent. Core CPI, which excludes food and energy, increased three-tenths of a percent. So that's the biggest monthly increase in total CPI since February 2013. It's one of the things that may cause interest rates to move higher in the future. So on a year-over-year basis, CPI is up 2.1%, while core CPI is up 2%. Interestingly, gold prices went lower after the CPI report, even though the CPI data tracked more closely toward the Fed's inflation targeting and was accented with good price gains. So that's kind of what we're looking at early on in this morning. As far as data goes, it's okay. Warren Buffett was asked about Coca-Cola going private, and he said no chance. It's a publicly traded company. He owns a large chunk of it. Um, But he said no chance of it when asked if it could ever be taken private. CEO and founder of Wintergreen Advisors has sent letters to Coca-Cola shareholders. It's board and Buffett criticizing the company's 2014 equity plan. This is a guy who's a money manager. Warren Buffett owns just about 9% of all the shares outstanding. So, Coke is in one of those bad positions in the sense that I think we all could look at it and go, you know what, it ain't the same company it used to be. You know, I don't think we're going to get to the point where giving your kid a Coca-Cola is like giving your kid a cigarette. But some parents definitely treat it that way. Um, And I find that intriguing. Uh, I saw a recent flyer for an amusement park, and it said, Unlimited Coke Machine. I was like, that's not really a selling point to most parents, is it? The New Jersey Assembly approves Tesla's direct sales model. After embarrassing defeat in March, Tesla may soon be driving the fast lane in New Jersey. New Jersey Assembly overwhelmingly passed a law Monday that would allow Tesla to sell its vehicles directly to the public. It was passed 77-0. to It was a response to a March ruling from the state's Motor Vehicle Commission that barred Tesla's direct sales business model. So this is a pretty good message. Now, before it can become law, it still needs to be passed by the state Senate and then signed by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, whom Tesla CEO Elon Musk accused of having a back deal 
with uh, the automobile people, the Motor Vehicle Commission. So we'll see if it gets through. But uh, again, I, I think we all like Tesla as, as far as the story goes. But are they disrupting the way cars are sold? Yeah. And would that be good for general America? Probably not. Because we have a society that maybe if you don't have a high school or a college education, you can go work at a dealership. You can either be a mechanic and work your way up to chief mechanic, or you can be in sales, or you can be in you know uh, financing. There's, there's many, many jobs that are being eliminated from that um, dealership model. So Supreme Court decision could alter TV forever. Aereo is technology. Um, basically, this company, Aereo, will get um, an antenna and rent it to you, and you can watch anything you want on your phone. Launched in 2011 and backed by media mogul Barry Dealer, the TV over the Internet startup has been embroiled in a fight with broadcast networks that has gone all the way to Supreme Court. Decisions expected later this month. Aereo is number seven on a disruptor list, allowing subscribers to watch and record their local over-the-air broadcast channels via tiny remote antenna and cloud-based DVR. Any customer can buy an antenna and DVR for their home and watch local channels. Area CEO is doing the same thing um, with a lot of technology. So networks like CNBC and NBC and ABC and CBS and Fox, the area steals free over the air programming and then transmits it to paying online customers without paying retransmission fees. That's going to be the thing that's the big underline, the retransmission fees. Right now, area is only available in New York, Miami, Boston, Atlanta, and Houston. Big event coming up in Palo Alto later this week on Thursday evening. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. It's an income and retirement event in Palo Alto. This Thursday, sign up at robblack.com. Amazon has yet to reveal its long-rumored smartphone, but the device already has an exclusive carrier. According to the Wall Street Journal, it looks like AT&T will exclusively carry Amazon's smartphone, which the company is expected to announce today. The smartphone will reportedly feature a 3D interface made possible through built-in cameras, so it'll have some sort of like a hologram tied towards it. Amazon's dipping into the highly competitive smartphone market, currently dominated by Apple and Samsung. So... Amazon recently launched a music service tied towards their Prime. So they're not lacking for trying to figure stuff out. Take a look at the markets. We see the SP 500 is up 3, the Dow is up 25, the NASDAQ up 19. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, you are a financial planner. One of the things you try to do is bulletproof a retirement plan. One of the things that everyone knows is in retirement that long term care insurance can be kind of expenses expensive, but what are some of the other expenses people need to account for? Inflation. I mean, inflation is the biggest one. So, for example, a couple of years ago when Social Security 
um, had its first year where they didn't increase the benefit for people. Right. Uh, we still had a double-digit uh, growth in cost for Medicare Part B, which comes right out of a Social Security check. Um, and then the year before that, there was a double-digit growth as well, um, which ate up more than the cost of living increase that was in Social Security. So inflation is the biggest one. When you're in your 80s, you don't eat out as much. You don't go on as many cruises and things like that. It's, so it's your health care cost that causes the biggest amount of inflation. So when I'm running a financial plan, most costs are going to run at 3 3.5% minimum right. price increase in, in retirement. But you're, you've got to project out your health care costs and growing at 5 to 6%. With that said, that's not sexy. I think a lot of us delay thinking about retirement because retirement's not sexy. And then when we're in retirement, we really don't want to deal with these issues because yeah. it's, it's well, you know what I'm saying by sexy. It's just it's something we don't want to talk about. Well, the other thing is, is taxes that you've got to plan for. Taxes aren't sexy at all. Now, again, but, my assumption is I'm an old person. I'm not going to be paying a lot of taxes, but that's a false assumption. Well, yeah. I mean, if the dividend and capital gains tax is a tax that's likely to increase. I yep. mean, capital gains were at 27% when I got into this business, and it... Ten years, you know, after that, I got into it, we went in this huge bull market. So that's one tax, and the dividend taxes, which a lot of my clients are benefiting from the low tax rates on dividends and capital gains. That could change. It will change. Um, income taxes, the, the lowest income tax could go higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sales taxes in the state of California is ridiculous. You know, if you have a million dollars retirement and anything you spend money on in retirement is nine and a half, ten percent. You really only have $900,000 in retirement uh, just from the sales tax alone in the state of California. Or let's say you were a diligent saver, you ran a business, um, you've got a nice income in retirement. Well, guess what? Because of basically a success type of tax, you're going to pay twice as much for your Medicare Part B insurance than the guy next to you in the other house. How does that work? It's it's basically an income testing. They go, they go back and look at the last two to three years of income, and if you're over certain limits, you could pay two to three times as much more on your Medicare Part B as your neighbor. So the average person spends about 116 bucks a month on their Medicare Part B. You might be double that because yeah. your income's high. Our tax system is so broken it's, in the United States. It's ridiculous. I mean, you got everywhere from the earned income issue where if you don't make under a certain amount, you actually get paid, yep. right, which is where H&R Block makes a lot of their money by people that, you know, kind of play that system, unfortunately. Um it's it's a very distorted situation. That's why you know dealing with some of these issues that we have, we've got to fix the tax code before we can fix the budgets in this country. But the thing that you really need to figure out too, when you go into retirement and you're looking at bulletproofing your retirement, is what are you really going to spend the first five years? Because most of the people that I see retire spend more money yeah. in the first five years if they're really going to have an enjoyable retirement. That might be a good idea though, because the first five to ten years of retirement, you're still young and healthy and spry, mm-hmm. and then the next ten years, you start losing some stuff. That's right. So. Do those dream things that you want to do sooner than later. Because, like my mom, she's over 75 and she can't go to Egypt. She can't visit her grandkids. Like, she can't do any of that. Working an extra two to three years and letting your 401k grow and your employer match kick in can make such a huge difference on enjoying that first five to ten years of retirement, really how you want to enjoy it. Or, you know, maybe take some time off, some sabbaticals, but really project your expenses, how you really want it to be. And don't forget about certain things, too, in your expenses, like a new car every five to ten years. Yeah. Um, and a lot of women that I'm seeing now because of the unemployment for college students um, and kids right out of high school is helping your family. A lot of people yeah. are having to change their retirement plan because their kids are depending on them and moving back in. And uh, that's something that you have to think about, too. What are your family dynamics? Who are you going to have to help? 
I think from my retirement, I saw On Golden Pond. Did you ever see On Golden Pond? Oh, yeah. Henry Fonda. Yo, poop. I decided I don't <laughs> want to be old. Like, yeah. I, I kind of want to go out before me. I want my light to, to flicker. That was a movie that should have never made a second movie, On Golden Pond 2. Did they make it On Golden yeah, Pond 2? terrible. I saw the porn version, On Goldie Hawn. Not, <laughs> not very good. You might want to recheck that last statement. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's true. <laughs> Wow. Anything else that we need to know, CFP, Chad Burton with New Focus Financial? You should spend less time on the Internet. It wasn't an Internet. This was beta. <laughs> I think it was Betamax. <laughs> oh, my gosh, beta. LaserDisc. Okay. And for Did the, you invest in LaserDisc? For the record, I never saw that. <laughs> I probably heard a late-night comedian like Dave Letterman talking about it, and I probably stole it from him when I was a teenage boy. Okay. There you go. I never saw it. I swear. Is that better? Yes. New car every five to ten years, is that realistic for seniors? Uh, usually it's about every ten years, but a lot of times people retire and they've had the same car, so it's a rotating thing. You've got to look at your car, your spouse's car, and actually project in there what year they're going to be replaced, um, kind of what the trade-in value is and what the value of the new car is, and project that cost in there. And also uh, other costs like maintaining the house. You know, If you're going to live in the same house for a long time, you're going to be putting back. a new roof on, you're going to be remodeling every ten years, um, that type of thing. I don't know if a lot of seniors remodel every 10 years. I've been in their homes. And with that said, it's CFP Chad Burke, and you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. On this morning, Clear Channel, they said their iHeartRadio app has hit 50 million registered users. This radio show is available on iHeartRadio, and our streaming is as well. Service now has 50 million registered users, which is up more than 50% from the same time last year. The milestone comes as this traditional radio giant faces increasing competition from Pandora and Spotify and Beats. Fast-growing service is still nowhere near Pandora's 77 million active users, and it's difficult to compare the two services because iHeartRadio has not disclosed how many people actively use the service every month. Um, Spotify has recently said it's reached 10 million paying subscribers among its 40 million active users. Apple has acquired Beats. Amazon just launched a music service. Remains to be seen how profitable the streaming business can be. Clear Channel has over $20 billion in long-term debt. That's a bit of a herder, so to speak. Big event coming up in Palo Alto. Thursday evening, this Thursday. It's for retirees and people heading towards retiree on income. You can sign up at robblack.com. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Starting off in here. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's Tuesday, so let's bring in our one, the only Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hi, Rob. I'm doing fine. It's nice to talk to you again. It's always nice talking to you. You can give us that perspective that keeps us well-grounded and not too fearful and not too greedy. Um, summertime, it, it's feeling kind of like a summer market all of a sudden. Uh, did that catch up to me, or what, am I a little behind the curve? <laughs> well, I guess uh, we haven't hit the official summer until, what is it, June 21st, but I know that uh, as a Memorial Day, you, you start thinking certainly those summer thoughts, but and, and the market even leading into Memorial Day, was already starting to slow down in terms of the trading volume, and, and it's been a uh, uh, somewhat baffling condition for a lot of people that there just really hasn't been a lot of participation in the market despite the breakout uh, in the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Transportation Average and the Dow Jones Industrial Average to, uh, to new record highs. And so one of the more peculiar developments, but, yeah, we're stuck uh, certainly with some, um, some summer-like conditions at the moment. So what do you do in a scenario like this? Um, do you rebalance your portfolio? Do you um, like make a, a huge bet on something that can move a little bit? Like, there's got to be some inflated moves with very little headlines. Like oil, oil seems to be it might have a bad summer. Middle East looks tense. Should we throw down some oil bets? Right. Well, you know, it's a it's the type of market that will drive a a trader crazy. You know, uh, because they they thrive on on volatility, really. I mean, they don't really care whether the market goes up or down. They just need it to do something, you know. And um, and so, unfortunately, it puts traders anyway in a position where they have to, you know, potentially take on much more risk to uh, extract a smaller gain. Um, you know, so for the investor class, though, it's you know, it's 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 a type of market where y- you probably better off just doing nothing. I mean, it's not um, advice you know you hear often from uh, from market analysts. It's kind of a little bit like a, I guess a preacher telling its congregate his congregation not to pray. You know, I mean, it's just it's okay to do nothing at times, right? You don't always have to be doing something, but in the context of your question, you know. Probably is a good time to maybe just sit back, review your portfolio, see what's done well, see what has not done well, and to think about what your next moves will be. But you don't always have to feel like you have to pull the trigger uh, day in and day out as it relates to uh, you know portfolio activity. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. One of the things you brought up this morning in your page one pre-open analysis of the markets was tied towards CPI, and it seems like the CPI number is kind of Goldilocksy. There was a little bit of it, which the markets like, but not too much and not too little. Am I reading that correctly? Uh, you know, I think so. I mean, I think that, you know, as we talk about, you know, other economies around the world struggling with disinflation and, and the threat of deflation, um, the idea that you have, you know, inflation uh, heading, you know, gradually higher here in the United States is not such a, a bad thing. It certainly is, I think, something that the Federal Reserve is happy to see. Uh, and the CPI on a year-over-year basis is about 2.1%. So you're in that zone of, of kind of where the Fed is trying to get things to go. Um, the, the concern, I think, though, is, is for the market is that if um, – 
uh, you know, if you see this trend continue in a rather, you know, quick fashion and, and you know, the potential is kind of looming there in, the, you know, with the uh, situation uh, in the oil markets and certainly the drought in the West that's uh, leading to a spike in food prices. And so you could get some, uh, some disconcerting uh, headline surprises in, I think, overall CPI. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think, you know, wage growth is going to be the real issue that ultimately, you know, determines, you know, the trend in inflation. And we clearly aren't seeing any uh, strong wage-based inflation. And so you could get some one-offs here that are a bit concerning, but until we get that strong pickup in uh, on the wage side of things, we're not too unnerved right now by uh, the trend in inflation that we're seeing. I live in a very liberal part of the country. Um, I think that's safe to say, the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> and being a financial guy, that's sometimes difficult because I have to almost apologize for the success of capitalism, how it's worked so well for so many. Um, quick question on that. We've seen some companies in America like uh, start putting their headquarters in Ireland or start putting their headquarters in Europe so that they pay a lower tax rate. Um, what's your thoughts on American companies at this point in time kind of dodging taxes or being creative with tax codes around the world? Yeah, sounds a lot like what a lot of uh, individual Americans do, doesn't it? I mean, aren't we all looking to try and uh, pay less tax? Um, and I guess the, the answer really is while it might seem to be an unethical approach, it's not an illegal approach. And until you know Congress takes steps to close those those um, tax loopholes, if you will, um, you know you can you can hammer and haul hem and haul all you want about you know what these companies are trying to do to you know basically increase their bottom line, uh, and it's not something that sounds right on the surface, but it's not illegal. So I don't think you can take them to task necessarily uh, because they're simply, you know, doing what the law allows them to do. With that said, it's kind of a, a sign of the times, though, right, that corporate America is trying to get the bottom line. They seem to be increasing their dividends. They don't seem to be socially doing the right thing and hiring people just to hire people. They seem like they're lean and mean and, and pretty focused, aren't they? Yeah, acting like capitalists, and yeah, I think in terms of it, you know, being a, a sign of the times, what I think it does, you know, say is that, you know, the United States needs some real corporate tax reform, uh, and it needs, you know, tax reform in general, um, but uh, so that these companies don't feel like they have to go abroad, you know, to uh, to to achieve that lower tax rate. So, um, but, you know, it is what it is, and, and, and it, it's, you know, that is, the essence of you know being a publicly traded company that you know answers to shareholders. Your your aim is to bolster that shareholder value and to drive earnings growth, uh, and, and that helps do that. And so that's why these these uh, management teams are exploring those opportunities. Um, but to the other point about them not really being. Uh, too uh, over eager to you know to deploy that cash for capital investment here in the United States or to go out and uh, you know expand their workforce. That's simply a, a function, I think, of what their view is of, of the overall economy. I mean, they're not anticipating a real strong pickup in aggregate demand. So you could say that the, you know the taking a more prudent route really to to you know to managing that you know uh, the capital. Now you don't want to just see that 
cashed it on the balance sheet, you'd probably just rather see them give it back to shareholders. But by and large, it's really a function of them not having a whole lot of confidence in the, in the macroeconomic outlook as to why they're not really uh, you know, picking up their hiring activity with any great zest. I've kind of dominated the direction of this conversation. So, Mr. O'Hare, as always, I'll let you throw in the last couple of uh, ideas that we need to get into for today's market or even for the bigger picture. Sure. Well, in terms of the bigger picture, I mean, we have the FOMC meeting, uh, you know, that's going to come out uh, tomorrow. The decision will be made, and the Fed will also be updating its economic and Fed funds rate projections, and uh, that could will certainly be a a market mover. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, as the market continues to troll here near, you know, record highs, um, you know, one of the concerns I have uh, going into that meeting is that the, the Fed may, in fact, start to, you know, be a little bit more vocal about some of the, you know, the rising complacency that we're seeing in the market and that being a potential risk, and that could upset things here in the near term. But overall, recently updated our market view at briefing.com, and we thought this was really a time to basically proceed with caution. You know, we think that uh, things are getting stretched from a valuation standpoint. Complacency is high, uh, and uh, we think it's now time to just kind of like take a step back and maybe take some money off the table and secure some of those profits that have been, you know, won throughout this tremendous bull market run. We can't possibly talk about it all for sure, but what do you mean by take some money off? Are you talking 5% cash, 10%, or is it just too many scenarios to be that specific? Yeah, I think it's too many scenarios, Rob, to be that specific because everyone's obviously – risk tolerances and time horizons and cash needs are different, but just the the, the general – idea being that uh, there's been a lot of easy money, you know, made in this market. Uh, and with the Fed starting to, you know, work toward changing its policy and uh, valuations at the high end of historical, you know, above historical averages, uh, we just think it's time to be a little bit more prudent here, um, especially we were looking for about a 6 to 7% total return for the S&P 500 going into the year. Well, we're about, you know, 5% uh, just on a you know, price return basis here in the midpoint. And so we've kind of bumped up against what our full year expectations are. And so we're backing off a little bit here and suggesting that, you know, investors should probably look to, to, you know, do the same. Sounds good. Anything else that we need to know in under a minute or is that about it? Um, I would say that that is probably about it today and just continue to watch, uh, you know, the central bank activity around the globe because it's going to be a a real market driving force here uh, for the remainder of the year. Sounds good. The Fed going to be a big force going forward. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. You know, I sit down and I think a lot, and he does as well, and he's so much more insightful. Um, I would agree. You know, off the cuff, I need to think about it a bit more, but the Fed's going to be a big player for the rest of the year because that's the next big fundamental move in the markets. It's the next thing that's going to change dramatically. Or maybe we don't see it coming. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. The new action. Black.
back to hear about it on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Google is facing some fresh antitrust complaints in Europe. Google's probably one of my favorite stocks. It's called a broker rise for a data action in stocks. But it's on the show. It's probably one of my most favorite stocks to look at right now because I think it's cheap. And anytime someone says monopoly, I kind of like it. Um, if you had a monopoly on all dance clubs in the Bay Area, a lot, lot of people would be knocking at your door. Can I come in? Monopolies are powerful, and, you know, I'm not saying just because Portugal's mad at them, let's go invest in Google. I don't hate the Portuguese that much. Although, the Portuguese water dogs, <laughs> not my kind of dog. No, 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 no. I know you're saying, that was a nervous laugh. It was kind of a nervous laugh. I apologize. I'm just hoping right now my boss doesn't have a Portuguese water dog, because well, that's all I need at this point in time. Android commands an 81% of the mobile market. That's pretty much a monopoly, right? Google's facing fresh accusations of anti-competitive behavior in Europe over its Android operating system for mobile phones. Even as the web giant struggles to overcome separate concerns over its dominance of online search in the United States. In a complaint filed in the European Union with the regulators, there's a company called Aptoid which runs a marketplace for mobile applications or an app store. They claim that Google is abusing its dominant position in the smartphone market to push users away from app stores that rival its own Google Play. Uh, Aptoid's co-founder said, uh, We are struggling to uh, grow, even to survive, in the face of Google systematically setting up obstacles for users to install 30-party apps. Ah, ah, ah. I know you're saying that's the worst Portuguese accent ever. Um, but this company called Aptioid has 6 million unique monthly users. It wants to have an independent app store. And it is kind of difficult, but one of the things Google wants to do is try to keep the system as closed as possible so they can control it as much as possible. And same thing happened with Mac- Microsoft, and that ended up badly. So, I don't know. Google wants people to choose, you know, apps that they can trust. And I I understand both sides here. Elsewhere out there, there's a new drone that just did a Kickstarter round of action. And this is showing you how cool and fast things are changing in technology. It's called Hexo Plus. It's a drone designed to automatically follow you with a video camera. See, now you can put a drone up in the air. You have to have a remote control to drive it. Not anymore. So it crushed its fundraising goals. It wanted to raise over six times, or it raised over six times its $50,000 goal. So they were looking for a needed solution that would make aerial filming possible in the most remote places, on mountains in the snow, and in all sorts of unpredictable situations. So the drone, how does it operate? How does it follow you? It hovers right above you. It tracks your iPhone, communicating with it using a protocol called Mavlink. 
an accompanying app on your phone lets you you know tell the drone how you know to frame the shot relative to your body, and all it has to do after that point is zoom in, zoom off. Whether it's you're riding a motorcycle and you have a drone following you and showing off your your wicked moves, snowboarding, same idea. The drone can fly for 45 uh, it can fly 45 miles an hour for 15 minutes fully charged. It can track the subject that it's following from over 150 feet away. So they're offering a do-it-yourself kit to build your own Hexo Plus at $300, or you can buy a pre-built one for $600. It's pretty cool. Um, and again, I'm not an action sports guy, but if I were. Another big story of the day that's not going to get a lot of play in media that I thought is worth bringing up, it's DreamWorks. They're launching their own YouTube channel, and they're calling it Awesomeness TV, fastest-growing YouTube network for teens that DreamWorks acquired a year ago. You can go out and buy a cable channel and for a billion dollars and spend a billion dollars to program it, or you can go where the eyeballs are going fast and furious already. Kids are consuming their content on tablets and phones in an enormous way. So you saw Disney buy a company called Maker Studios, and DreamWorks Animation came back and said, you know what, we're not buying a studio. We are a studio. So they're just putting their content there. And again, the way kids consume TV, you kind of get it. Um, Studio C YouTube at this point in time is a good place to extend what they're doing and building a community. There's demand for it. And what's kind of interesting from a business perspective is DreamWorks is kind of copying what some of their, you know, talent has done. Ellen DeGeneres has a huge YouTube following. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. They host their own TV shows, but they use YouTube to build huge fan communities. So DreamWorks itself has been building closer ties to YouTube. They, in YouTube, launched YouTube Nation and Daily Show that features some of the best and most popular videos on YouTube. So you kind of see, kind of cool, right? I don't know. Someone else other than me has to say it's kind of cool. I went into a UPS store recently. Oddly enough, I don't have a fax machine. I had to fax something. Um, the guy had to send some guitars across the country. $135 each. He freaked out. Little YouTube. Little Google controversy. Governments don't like it. Anyway, antitrust, no antitrust. I like the stock at these levels. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Yeah, not so beautiful. At first, he... Consultation. That's 408-947. End of quarter clearance sale on right now. Get you... Captain, uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good morning. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. I pride myself on it. World is hitting its stride right now with technological advances. 
And I think it's fair to say that it's getting better and better and better as far as cool things that we're seeing. It's not that far off to think of virtual reality becoming a little bit more real. It's not that far off. Again, I did the story last hour about now there's a drone that will, like, follow you and tie towards your Apple phone. Um, What are the indications of that? Like, how about you teach your drone to follow your kid's car and see where he goes at night? Like, there's some crazy stuff that's going on. By 2040, artificial intelligence will be so good that humans will be fully immersed in virtual reality in something called singularity. When technology becomes so advanced that it changes the human race irreversibly. There's um, a lot of smart people out there. I think the next 20 years is going to be radical. So much so that, you know, I believe some technological advances in the last 20 years will pale. And I think we can go back every 20 years and say that. If we were sent back in time 20 years and tell people what what we've got in our pocket... You know, it's crazy. Uh, We have a free encyclopedia now. We've got street maps of basically every city in the world in our pocket. So we have box scores in real time, stock quotes and weather reports, PDFs for every manual in the world. So some of the mind-blowing changes will be investable for sure. Tracking and surveillance are only going to get more prevalent they may move towards covalence so we can control who's monitoring us and what they're monitoring. We've seen in the last couple of years about 3D, 3D printing. Very much so bringing the industrial age to the individual. So I think it's going to be a very, very difficult to prevent this kind of thing from happening. I think there's the tracking technologies from sensors to quantification to digitization to communication to wireless connections. There's a, a company that's now selling what are called Ninja Blocks. And Ninja Blocks are as cool as they sound. Who doesn't love a ninja, right? So they're little sensors that you can basically put in your home. Um, and it's like kind of I I almost want to say kind of like a Lego but not quite and what's interesting about this is it was a fundraiser and you want to bridge the things in your life with the web maybe you want to get an alert when your friends are playing Xbox you want to send an SMS to your phone when someone's at your front door even if you're, you know, an electronics expert or a programming prodigy, it's tough to some of the times pull these out, but that's what Ninja Blocks do. And if you just go Google Ninja Blocks, it's, it's pretty interesting. Simple and powerful open source hardware backed by an amazing web service called Ninja Cloud. So you can talk to it. It can help you turn on and off lights, take a picture of your front yard. You can set one up to be a camera, for instance. And you could, you know, save it to Dropbox when there's movement detected. You could, you know, get a notification on your phone if a package is left at your door. Um, so Ninja Blocks, and they have multiple triggers: movement, 
triggers, temperature triggers, um, if you've been sending tweet triggers. So it could play a sound for you. You could send a tweet like, hey, there's someone in your front yard. Like, think of how that's going to change surveillance of a loved one, surveillance to keep your family protected. Um, very, very exciting time, to say the least. Everything's going to be about big data. We're appearing now with huge dimensions of data and variables in real time. Trying to capture it, move it, process it, enhance it, manage it. It's all, you know, a chore. In the age of Google and Wikipedia, answers to endless questions are free. I think asking good questions will become more important in the future than, than what we have now. Science is certainly increasing knowledge. It's actually increasing ignorance, though, quite as fast. So, next 20 years, I think there's going to be plenty to invest in. So, don't be shy about that, okay? Uh, don't go, this is as good as it gets, because I think there's a lot more efficiencies to be done. There's a lot of industries to be disrupted. And I think it will happen. Um, and I bring that up in large part because one of the biggest mistakes investors make is they try to be too smart and go, ah, I don't see how fa- life is as good as it gets with Facebook. I'm happy. Um, Apple will end badly at some point, as will you know Facebook. Will they be able to change themselves fast enough to stay relevant long enough? Probably. But at the same time, what you're seeing today ain't going to be what's dominant in five to ten years. YouTube said today that it will block musicians who don't sign up for its new paid service. So YouTube's getting ready to release its ad-free music streaming service. But, again, YouTube being YouTube said they'll block indie artists from using all of YouTube, including both the free and paid sections, to ensure that all content on the platform is governed by new contractual terms. Record labels representing about 90% of the music industry have already signed on to YouTube's new terms, while the remaining 10% will be blocked from the platform. Now, those 10% that have been blocked have already started complaining to European regulators. So YouTube, on their part, is saying, we want to be an amazing platform, global and international and everything. They want to bring their new music partners, new revenue streams, in addition to the hundreds of millions of dollars YouTube already generates for them each year. So, fascinating. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, Money, investing, and more. Top business stories of the day. You know... I'm not sensing that that is the play out there right now. We seem to be more in a kind of a lowly kind of summary kind of event. And we got the S&P 500 down one, the Dow down 16, the Nasdaq up four. Each calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing more. Um, a 401k loan is something I should talk a little bit more about, and I will. 
probably a little bit later in this hour. Right now, I want to mention Thursday night going to be doing an event in Palo Alto. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Um, it's the Elks Lodge, 6.30 to 9. 6.30 to 9. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Big event Thursday night, 6.30 to 9 on income and retirement. Sign up at robblack.com. Boomer's Brain Trust, online at MoneyBizLife. So DreamWorks Animation launches a family-oriented YouTube channel. And I find this kind of the story of the day to me. More and more viewers and advertisers are migrating online. Studios have been scrambling to keep up with the shifting landscape. I work in both radio and television. Both of them have seen this massive change in you know, content and the way it's delivered. Again, just go back. 15 years, 10 years, you had Napster stealing music and what that did to radio stations, what that did to music store, like uh, record stores. Massive change. Now, Disney acquired a company called Maker Studios, which kind of gave them um, some YouTube success stories to work with. Fox formed a multi-year partnership with Wigs, a new YouTube channel focusing on women. So it's a shifting landscape, and again, kids today are just so likely to have in their hands an iPad or an iPhone. It's almost like the modern-day babysitter, right? DreamWorks launched what's called YouTube Nation, which is a daily show that features a lot of the best and most popular videos from the YouTube on that day. Um, analysts are pretty mixed on this. You could see that... You know, having your own channel like Disney has with Maker Studios, Disney could start plugging the World Cup in the commercials. They could start plugging ESPN. They could start plugging a new Pixar film. And when you see How to Train Your Dragon recently come out for DreamWorks, it just didn't do that well. Uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, the company, took a $57 million write-down on it. Pretty big disaster. Uh, DreamWorks receiving a share of advertising revenue from the TV channel. Venture's not expected to be a big moneymaker directly, but it's all about some of the indirect angles at this point in time. UPS is going to factor box size into pricing. Um, UPS says its new pricing based on so-called dimensional weight will encourage shippers to pack lighter items in smaller boxes. UPS said it would start factoring box sizes into the price of ground shipments in the U.S. and standard delivery to Canada. The delivery service said it thinks the new pricing, which will use so-called dimensional weight, will encourage shippers to pack lighter items. Uh, UPS is going to start the new pricing December 29th, following the holiday shopping and shipping season. They've been researching how to do this. And packages have become less dense in recent years, with the ratio of weight to external packaging declining. This will shake up the e-commerce world, affecting bulky items like toilet paper and diapers, which a lot of people have delivered on a regular basis, as well as Zappos shoes, which ship free, including free returns. Another big story out there today is uh, UPS. No, not UPS, but apartments. I just did the UPS angle, didn't I? Of course I did. So renters get, 
are getting some relief now. After rent jumps that aren't quite as steep as previous years, rent hikes are finally starting to slow, a huge relief. A big reason for the slowdown is increased supply of new apartment units on the market. First quarter of this year, 54,000 new apartment homes were delivered to the market. Again, that talks about the home builders and what they're building or not building. That causes a lot of vacancies. Increased vacancies mean that landlords can't be as aggressive in raising rents. So they want to keep their units filled. It's important to remember, you know, all markets are different. You know, the supply and demand imbalance could actually lead to rent drops this year. Washington, D.C. has had a torrent of new supply come on, for instance. Yet job growth momentum in Washington, D.C. has been a little on the anemic side. Some rents have gotten so expensive, it's put in an artificial ceiling on rent growth. When rents are rising faster than incomes, at some point tenants can't stomach meaningful rent increases, and they push back. Um, the average rent differs like gold and clay. Average rent in Manhattan for a two-bedroom apartment, about 5300 San Francisco, about 2800 Washington, D.C., about 2100 Chicago in the metro area, about 1200 so one recent reason for vacancies are being kept so low because rents are on the rise. Uh, more people who were formerly homeowners are now renters. So a bit of a problem. Apple today reached a settlement on their ebook suit. Terms are under seal. It must be approved by the court. Um, so that's kind of good news. Getting a lawsuit over with is something Wall Street appreciates so that we don't have to keep focusing in on it each and every time. So they get that settlement, and you know the plaintiffs were seeking for $840 million from Apple, claiming the company overcharged consumers by $280 million for e-books, and that it should pay three times that amount. Settlements contingent on the result of Apple's appeal of last year's antitrust ruling by Judge Cote that Apple colluded with five major U.S. publishers to drive up e-book prices. Apple has continued to argue that it hasn't violated any antitrust laws and has fought to remove a court-appointed mentor, a monitor. Yeah, that court-appointed monitor would kind of suck, right? Having someone follow you around and ask questions. Um, kind of crimps the old style, wouldn't you say? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I do have a big event coming up in Palo Alto. I'd love to see you out there. This Thursday, it's going to be at the Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's an event that's 5 bucks. It's cheap. I provide wine and cheese, so trust me, it's not... We're just trying to make a little money for charity. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar t- uh, Thursday night, the 19th. CFP Chad Burton will be there explaining the Ten Pillars of Retirement Planning, Secrets to Tax-Efficient Investing, Maximizing Social Security, Don't Want to Outlive Your Assets. I'm going to talk about dividend achievers, what to look for. You don't want to help position yourself to generate the retirement income that you need to make sure that it lasts till the day you die, and maybe even a legacy after that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Can't change.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you have any questions, pick up the phone, give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. A lot of fund managers right now are changing their allocation more so into real estate. So it's not just, you know... uh, Stocks are nothing, or growth stocks, or tech stocks, or uh, what fund managers are doing helps shape trends. So we are of note of what fund managers are doing, and we do not ignore them. Even though we don't do what they do, we have a concept of what they're doing, so we better understand how to play the game. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I can use a phone call or two. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Get what I mean, get what I mean. Um, SP500 up fractions. It's been a down day, an up day, a down day, an up day. Dow down one. It's in at 16,779. And the NASDAQ's up 11. It's in at 43.32. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton talking things besides portfolios, i.e. things besides wealth that you need to start thinking about for retirement. We have a retirement wealth preservation seminar coming up soon. You can find out more at robblack.com. What do things need to be thinking about other than their cash money? Transitioning into retirement is a big life-changing event, so you have to update a lot of things. Um, The first thing is make sure you update your estate plan, and especially in a state like California where probate is extremely expensive, Right. If you have property outside of, if, if you have real estate and more than $30,000 of assets, especially outside of, you know, an IRA, you need a trust. Okay. You really do. It's going to save, the, what you spend on a trust, you'll save your heirs triple that in probate fees. So you need a, a trust, but along with that comes two other very important documents. It's a power of attorney, so if something happens to you, your spouse can step in and handle your affairs or a loved one, and a health care directive. Okay, well, wait, it's not to power of attorney. Who should get my power of attorney. Wife, spouse. spouse. Yeah. Okay. But keep in mind, I, I want a new wife every five years, mm-hmm. especially in retirement. It's called the trade-up policy. <laughs> Do I give it to... Let's see if you can still maintain that trade-up policy in, <laughs> when you're 65. Dude, I plan to be like the guy who... Uh, I don't even want to get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, 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 no. Um, so, okay, so... Let's say you do get divorced and you have some power of attorney. How do you can you undo a power of attorney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. as soon as you do a new one, part of it, the document is you're you're rescinding all the other power of attorneys. Okay, what's a durable power of attorney? A durable power of attorney. If it's not a durable power of attorney, a lot of financial institutions ignore it or say that it's not strong enough. So you can think of a durable power of attorney in layman's terms as a much stronger, longer-lasting document. But you still run into situations where certain financial institutions still want their own document signed. Right. So even though you have one, you still might want to check with your financial institution to make sure that the one that you have is actually good enough and and, uh, their legal department will also honor it. So Anna Nicole Smith, she married like a 90-year-old oil baron who was going to leave his money to his children. She started feeding them bacon sandwiches, which I'll be honest with you, it's pretty tasty. 
I don't know if you've ever had a bacon sandwich. Put a little strip of bacon on top, even better. Yeah. Um, so that whole estate plan got challenged in court for years. You know, was he of sound mind? Did she use him? Uh, you don't see that very often. These documents are pretty hardcore. Bull- I see, I see a story like that at least once a year. Okay. Even just of, of people that I talk to or you know, new clients that I meet, the stories that they tell. Um, and that's one of the topics. Is one of the things that you have to do to get ready for retirement is get healthy. You know, <laughs> people that aren't healthy a lot of times are taken advantage of. You know, if somebody can see that you're wealthy but not very healthy, right? they'll be knocking at your door. Interesting. And so get healthy because not only that, but you will spend less on health care costs. So one of the things that you should focus on as part of your life-changing event, which is going into retirement, is getting healthy. Because in order to enjoy retirement, you need to be healthy. In order to do the things that you never wanted to do, or you never had the time to do, you need to be healthy. Like fly fishing. <laughs> or traveling, whatever. Hiking. Um, having hobbies and charitable intent is also you know, things that you volunteer for. The happiest people I see are the ones that have a lot of hobbies, whether it be golf or quilting, for that matter, and some of those weird things. Quilting's not a hobby. It, 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 you'll be surprised, Rob. Um, you think I'll ever make a quilt? Go to Sisters Oregon during the Quilt Fest. It's ridiculous. Um, charitable intent's also volunteering. You, you and I got to go stroll for chicks at a quilt fest. That's right. That would be a sight. Fancy motorhomes and odd eyeglasses. Motorhomes, there's a retirement expense. Yeah, very expensive. Very expensive. Rent, don't buy, unless you're going to use it 365. Yeah. yeah. Retirement is the biggest life-changing year of that. It's bigger than a divorce. It's bigger than becoming an empty nester. You go from funding a nest egg and having a paycheck and having something to do and a requirement every day to something completely different. And a lot of times it requires counseling to make that transition and, and a lot of long-term counseling? preparation. Yeah. I've... I've got a client right now, Rob, that went from running a large construction company. Right. Uh, you know, $300,000 a year. Right. Uh, everybody was always knocking on his door every every day, um, you know, 14 hours a day until he was 62 years old. And he's gone through this phase of depression because he can't spend the money that he created. Right. Um, more than well prepared for retirement. And he just doesn't know what to do every day when he wakes up. Yeah. He doesn't. He didn't create those hobbies over his lifetime because he worked so hard, and so he's going through a, a very depressive state right now. That sounds like me in twenty years. <laughs> it could be. I uh, have no hobbies. I have no friends. Hobbies? Who would you talk to? My only my only hobbies are unhealthy. <laughs> and could wind me up in jail if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of jail, what are, the other things you got to help and prepare for is speaking of jail. <laughs> me like is helping nice kids, transition. helping your kids out. A lot of people have to be ready to help kids and grandkids because the job market's tougher for younger people now yeah. than it was ten years ago. Uh, and be ready to be busier than ever. A lot of people once they retire, they say, "I don't know how I had time to work. I'm so busy now." So just be ready to say to enjoy what you saved and don't don't become a miser. One of my uncles actually goes to prisons and talks to prisoners uh, in retirement. Kind of interesting. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Um, don't be shy. May housing starts and permits slipped more than 6%. This is not good for the Federal Reserve. They want it to see housing continue its, uh, its kick higher. The guy down in security asked me about it today. He's like, these housing numbers, what's it, what's it mean? It, to me, permits are people are going to work, and that helps housing. 
we lost a lot of construction electrician works in 2006 through 8. Uh, we'd like to get some of those workers back. Consumer prices last month posted their sharpest increase in 15 months. A little bit negative. Not the end-all, be-all negative, but it a little bit. Airline fares jumped 5.8%. That's the largest increase in 15 years. Apparel prices and housing costs both rose three-tenths of a percent. Low inflation reflects a weak economy and can lead to deflation. Continuing its promotion for sustainable food sources, Chipotle won the anti-big food ad that they had at Cannes Film Festival, uh, tied towards a PR award. It was known as the Scarecrow. It had that hauntingly, hauntingly uh, song in it. You know, the Scarecrow. If you Google it, it's kind of kind of awesome. Uh, the Scarecrow in the video is producing his own non-genetically modified food under the slogan "Cultivate a Better World." Ad was unusual that it never really mentioned Chipotle's logo until after the video is over. Clear Channel has 50 million registered users on iHeartRadio. That's a far cry from the 77 million that Pandora has that are active. We don't know if Clear Channels are active or not. Apple acquiring Beats for $3 billion. Beats said it had brought in 250,000 subscribers since its January launch. Amazon launching its music service. It's almost too many for me at this point in time. You know, the Spotify's, the Moogs, the, you know, they're all out there. Solar City's in talks to build one of the world's largest solar panel production plants in New York. Solar City announced in a blog post that it acquired a new solar technology manufacturer. Dryers waste up to $4 billion in energy cost a year. Typical electric dryer may now consume as much energy as uh, refrigerator, clothes washer, and dishwasher combined. Homes pay easily more than $100 annually to run an electric dryer and $40 for a gas one. Yet Americans spend $9 billion annually to operate these inefficient dryers. Uh, we could save $4 billion plus, reduce the heat trap and carbon dioxide emissions. If all electric units were updated to be the most efficient hybrid heat pump model sold overseas... Google's facing another antitrust complaint in Europe. I like that. Um, and I know it sounds odd that I say that, but I do. The more people complain about them, it's telling you how dominant they are. And as an investor, if you could invest in dominance, you do pretty good. Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning Seminar coming up Thursday this week at the Elks Lodge. 6.30 to 9. It's on income, planning, and retirement. You can find out more at robblack.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the free newsletter that I send out. It's robblack.com this Thursday in Palo Alto. Open up your heart and use it. Look at that side. Listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big event coming up Thursday night, two nights from now. I guess three nights if you count tonight. Uh, Palo Alto Elks Lodge, June 19th, 639. Michelle Lerman, the state planning attorney, is going to talk about the big state planning problems that a hot stock market creates, how to solve them. We're going to talk tax-efficient investing, Social Security benefits, outliving your wages, outliving your savings. I'm going to go over some dividend achiever stocks that I've recently acquired. Should be a good event. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's this Thursday. Think of it as um, getting a little bit of education that you kind of need. And again, not insulting you when I say that. Just, I think it's a mistake that a lot of people make. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. In particular, um, stock market today. And the business headlines, FOMC begins their two-day meeting today, so tomorrow we'll probably get some uh, actionable information. Financials are outperforming today. Strength in consumer discretionary, financials and industrials, weakness in consumer staples, energy and healthcare. That's kind of what we have as far as, you know, the overall headline story of it. Solar City shares are up big after they've acquired... Uh, a company that makes solar panels. Solar City installs them and helps with the financing relationship that you need. So they bought Fremont, California company called Silevio for up to $350 million. Ultimate goal is to achieve a breakthrough in the cost of solar power. Solar City is the U.S. largest solar panel residential installer, having developed considerable muscle by leasing rooftop solar panel systems. Most Solar City customers pay little to no upfront costs on these leases, but most make monthly payments for a couple of decades. Buying Silvio will lower installation costs for Solar City by allowing it to produce its more efficient solar panels. The company is set to release new reduction targets in the next few months. So that's one of the bigger stories out there today. And again, uh, take it for what it's worth, that's a bit of a PR story. It's nice to see. Tesla's climbing a little bit on some collaboration chatter. Uh, there's news that they may start collaborating with Nissan and BMW on charging stations and creating a global vehicle charging standard. Expedia was upgraded to positive day from neutral, and its target price hiked from $79 to $90. Edward Life Sciences gaining today. The FDA has approved its next-generation Sapien XT heart valve for severe symptomatic aortic stenosis. Available immediately. Boston Scientific, competitor of Medtronic. Medtronic said they're going to buy Covidian. The consolidation in the industry could accelerate merger activity amongst medical device makers like Boston Scientific, which could be viewed as an acquisition target. But they're lower today. Elsewhere, Nuance Communications, their shares up a little bit. It's a speech recognition software maker. Samsung is in potential talks to buy it. This could be a problem because Apple uses Nuance's t- communications with Siri. Geneva, Genitiva Health Systems winner today. They digested a sweetened offer for the home health and hospice company from Kindred Healthcare. So, you can see a merge and acquisition there, it looks like. 
housing starts today fell, and you saw them fall to an annual rate of about a million units in May from 1.07 million in June and April. Permits for new construction also declined, slowest in four months, and it's bad for the home builders. The D.R. Hortons and uh, others in that area. One of the bigger quotes out there right now, I think, is um, you know the haves and the have-nots. Um, Occupy Wall Street, big phrase still out there. Steve Forbes, billionaire and chairman of Forbes Media, he talked a little bit to the Washington Post about the titanic shift that has occurred in the world of giving, how billionaires are fixing philanthropy. And it's easy to attack. You know, and he says, you know, um, billionaires are giving away their money. You know, sure enough, you know, pretty big growth in philanthropy. Some very large gifts last year from individuals, couples, and estates. Um, so we are in a world right now of some people are very, very sensitive. Um, there's one guy who was quoted in the article as well. I'm sometimes grateful to philanthropists like Gates. I have real problems with his overall approach. I think we could do better for our planet than waiting around to see what side of the bed the uber-rich get out of this morning. But to me, there's obscene about... To me, there is something obscene about individuals massing wealth on the scale that gives them the power to dictate what needs to get served while others do not. So we still have that kind of world going on right now of the haves and the have-nots. Just be cautious on it. Um, Try to think your way through it. You can follow me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. You can um, go to the website, robblack.com, sign up for the big event coming up in Palo Alto Thursday night. It is a retirement income planning event. Um, lots of good content. I'll be there. Michelle Lerman will be there. CFP Chad Burton will be there. Uh, the information will fly by. And uh, bring a copy of your portfolio. Leave it with us. Leave it with me in particular. With your name, your email, your income, your assets, your liabilities. As much as you can put on a piece of paper, do. And I'll get back to you with some insight on how you're doing as far as getting to your financial dreams and goals. Take a break here. We'll talk soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 